0: This is the Ezra podcast, and I need to talk about Manny Pacquiao because we, I think we missed the point on what happened last night. I think we missed the point on what Manny Pacquiao is. Manny Pacquiao is something you will never see again. He he is something you will never see again. This guy's amazing. I don't think we understand that he's fighting out of his weight class at 42 years old. I don't think we understand that he came from about 120 pounds all the way up to 154. I don't think anyone understands it, and was knocking people out, putting people to sleep, out-schooling people, out-speeding people, out-brawling people. Manny Pacquiao started very limited on skill-wise, and the amount that he's improved from that point to this point changes the way we have to see prospects, the way we have to see where we get our fighters, the way we... uh, Examine people's career, the way we project on people's careers. Manny Pacquiao has flipped the script on that. He flipped the script on the way you fight. Flipped the script on the way to your style and on the, whether you can, if you're a puncher, can you learn how to box? Whether you're, uh, can improve and outbox people when you've been depending on one punch. Whether you can add another uh puncher re- repertoire. If you can add another, you know, power from another side. He he flipped the script on all that. He was the perfect fighter. For Frey wrote, she was a perfect everything. The whole scenario, you, you couldn't have wrote it. And yes, he lost last night. And the story is that you guys uh, capitalized on a big opportunity that he would have never got unless Earl Spence got hurt. You guys would have never got this opportunity. We would have never got that fight. And I told you that that was a good fight. Now, was it the Earl Spence fight? Was it a big fight? It wasn't as big as Earl Spence. No. But it was a damn good fight. It was a hell of a matchup. And it was a matchup that maybe you would see, something like the UFC, but you wouldn't usually see in boxing. Manny Pacquiao would not get out of bed to fight Ugas, who was is tough at 147. But he's not the name. And by all these events that happened, Ugas gets put in there and gives the performance of his life it took the performance of his life to get this win that's the part that i don't think people are realizing and people were saying well look um you know he, he beat uh pacquiao everybody thought that he was gonna it didn't matter you see the pacquiao that was in there was not pacquiao at 35 years old and the pacquiao at 35 years old would have ran through you guys and that's not anything against you guys that's not anything against him and don't be offended because i said that that's the truth because in that fight right for, for you to eliminate that narrative You guys would have had a smoke Pacquiao to where I would say, well, I don't know what the hell he would have did to a younger Pacquiao because he obliterated him right now. So I don't know what a younger Pacquiao does, right? It could look exactly the same. We didn't do that. He had a very competitive fight. And now people's scorecards are all over the map on this fight. Very tough fight to score. You guys was very clean, very effective, had moments where he had lows in the fight, which I thought he wouldn't, which I said he would The fight went exactly how I thought just the outcome was different. And that you're saying, well, then you didn't go how you thought it was. Well, the thing is, is outcomes are very hard to predict, right? Outcomes you're going to hit or miss. But the thing that lets me know, right? Anyone could guess, you know, there's two options. You're going to get one of them right. If you do it a, a grip of times, you're going to get one of them right once in a while, right? So just predicting one guy's a winner is not that big. Are you, Predict how the fight's going to look. And that's what I did. I showed you guys that it was going to be a lot of stopping, staring at each other. And it was going to be a ball bell launch location. And you guys... Like I, projected, like I predicted, we'd have moments where he, he stopped and stared at Pacquiao and Pacquiao would lead him. And when Pacquiao was getting to work, right, even though you, it looked like it was on his arms, even looked like you guys was there, it was still unloading shots. You had to give Pacquiao rounds for that. Now, I know people didn't want to. They gave you guys a lot of rounds that I didn't feel he wanted. Now, I thought it was a very close fight. I thought that you guys needed to win the last round to solidify the win. I thought if Pacquiao won the last round, it would have been a draw. Because the Pacquiao work was effective. You no, know, Was it the effective Pacquiao? where you used to saying no? Do you guys do better than probably most people thought he was going to do? Yes. So that also sways you in your mind. If you guys isn't getting smoked in there, well, suddenly he's doing a lot better than you thought. Suddenly you can start giving him rounds. Then maybe he's not winning, but they're just close rounds. That's all right. That's what I'm saying. This is kind of fight that was all over the map. I don't care where your score was. It's all over the map. I had it what the judges had it. Okay, I had what, one judge had 115, 113. That's what I had. The other judges had it by one more round. We was right there with them. Okay, I'm not, I wasn't there with all the guys that are Twitter, you know, all the Twitter judges. I wasn't there with them. Okay, but the, the, those guys are know-it-all, but hey, they ain't the pros. Okay, I was there with the pros. You guys did the thing that I didn't wasn't sure he could do, but I knew he needed to. He stepped it up late. He applied the pressure late. He picked up his momentum Late in the fight to solidify that last round. People were saying that, you know, Manny Pacquiao needs to move his head. Well, Manny Pacquiao has never had elite head movement. Especially not like, you know, not off like reaction. He never was. He moved his head going into stuff to set up his shots. But he was never that. So, of course, you know, people saying like, oh, why does he move his head? And he's always had that flaw. But you guys wasn't throwing the like, same exact punch. Now, it looks like he was. He was throwing that looping right hand right? It looked like same-sex shot, but it wasn't because he was changing the ranges of it. He was going around his guard, and then he would come up short with it. So Pacquiao couldn't guess where it was going, right? Pacquiao couldn't guess where to place his hand because it kept going different spots. That's why we look at the bruising on Pacquiao's head. It's all over his eye. It's all over the right side of his face. No, I'm sorry, left side of his face. And you guys did exactly what he needed to do to win that fight. But he wouldn't have won that fight if it was a prime Pacquiao. But it doesn't matter because he wasn't fighting a prime Pacquiao. He was fighting the Pacquiao today. And that's why I said, going into when the Pacquiao was supposed to fight Earl Spence, what Pacquiao was it? If I'm rating fighters, right? Every fighter should have a current grade, 1 to 10. And every time a fighter beats him, he gets that number added to his total. Right? And that's how we could uh, judge a person's career. Well, Pacquiao out of 10, you know, at certain points in Pacquiao's life, he was a 10. When he fought Floyd, he was probably a nine. At this point, what was he going into this fight? I told you he was about a six. About a seven or six. That's what that's what you got. You got still a hell of a level of an opponent. You got still a high level guy, 147. It wasn't the cream Pacquiao, no. You're not getting the full credit that you should, you know, that, that you may want to get head beating Pacquiao. You might want to get that 10, but you're not getting the 10. You're getting about a six, seven. But you guys did what he had to do. He got the win. Now he's going to get a beautiful opportunity against Spence. I know everybody's saying that, oh, Spence would have knocked out Pacquiao. We don't know what he would have did. He didn't fight last night, so he doesn't get a win last night. As much as you want to paint that picture, we don't know what he would have did. So I can't give him a win for you guys winning. Should Pacquiao fight again? I don't believe so. I think that's it. If they want to give him a give-me fight, maybe. I heard someone say Robert Guerrero. I like that. I like that idea. But I, if I'm back, y'all, that's a beautiful performance to leave on. Let the ring retire you. That's what happened. In a great, and great fight, proving you're still at the top at 42 years old, able to compete with the best guys, I think you walk away at this point, and you let 147 now be decided by Terrence Crawford, Spence, you guys, you got guys like Victor Ortiz coming up. I mean, we're sorry, Virgil Ortiz. Uh, drawn Ennis. You still got Porter. You still got Thurman if he's still interested in fighting. And you, and I think Pacquiao, that's it. It was error. it was a great way to go. It was better than Floyd fighting Logan Paul. That was, it was a better goodbye than Floyd versus Berto. It was a better goodbye than Floyd versus Conor McGregor. It was Manny Pacquiao's career. Fighting tough guys. Not running from any challenge. Always putting on a good performance. Always putting on an entertaining fight. Never settling for a loss. That's the one thing I told you going in. Pacquiao, in his life, right, had never settled to say, I'm going to lose this fight. Never. He had never settled ever in his career saying, I want to lose this fight. He always went for the win. And he did in this fight, and you guys were just a better man. That's okay. Beautiful win by you guys. Now he moves on to roll Spence with a chance to steal all the thunder that we thought the Spence versus Terrence Crawford it was. That was the fight that we were waiting on. If you guys can upset Spence... Now, I don't know if it's not a massive upset to my mind if he would have beat Spence, right? But if he upsets Spence and Crawford's a free agent next year, you guys could steal all that. Say Crawford fights Virgil Ortiz. And Virgil Ortiz is able to win that fight. Say if he's able to win that fight, then you guys versus Ortiz. It's, never, it's not even a matchup that we thought. It wasn't even the matchup that we thought. We'll um, decide 147. These things change quick. They're not what you think. What you thought yesterday isn't what it is today. And it's not going to be what it is tomorrow. The game changes quick. The game changes quick. And that's where we're at right now. The game is changing quick. Great card. Most of PBC's uh, cards. I'm going to have a post on this. But most of PBC's cards have over delivered. I think it's very rare is since this year where they've actually under delivered. But most of them have over delivered. And that was another card that over delivered. Even on You know, I think the the card was kind of put down because Earl Spence was out of it. But I think that, you know, once people kind of reasonably thought about it, realized that you guys is a very good fighter. And that was a very good fight we were getting. And it was still Manny Pacquiao, big name. It's still, to me, I rate uh, fights one out of five, pre-score and post-score. Pre-score, that's a a five out of five. Because Manny Pacquiao is one of the biggest names in boxing, one of the biggest names in fighting, one of the biggest names in sports. And he's fighting a legit contender at 147 course that's a five and we walked out of that fight with a big uh you know a decent size upset um and a great and a, and a damn good fight great fight and sets up you guys now as a name yeah that's a five walking out of that. that's everything you wanted and could get out of that card that that was beautiful and i know a lot of people were saying that you know manny pacquiao versus Javonte Tank Davis. And that's what I thought would happen if Manny Pacquiao won. I thought that was going to be an interesting debate. I think... Um, I don't think we'll see Pac versus Tank now. I don't believe that uh, a fight like that... Well, I don't think Tank wants to fight him off a loss. I don't think that's where he's looking to do in his career. Even though that's a big fight. Even though it's a big... You know, uh, Manny Pacquiao is still a big name. But I think people will see him more as age now. So, it's a little bit more diminished. And I was saying, you know, of course, he was, uh, what, 6, 7 out of 10? I think Manny Pacquiao's... You fight him now, he's about a 5, 5 out of 10. So, you know, the number to me is diminishing. I I don't know. I don't know if they go that direction. I don't think Manny Pacquiao really wants to go in that direction. I think one last farewell fight is possible in, like, more of a gimme situation. More of a favorable matchup for him. But I'm all about the serious matchups now. That's what I care about. And I think you guys versus Spence. If Spence is ready to go early next year, that's a, that's, that's a damn good fight. It's a fight to get excited about. And I don't think that it's an easy pick gum fight for Spence. I do not think that. I think that's a very tough matchup. Especially because Ugas holds his ground well and he counters punches very well. And I think that Spence would probably have to be on his bicycle a little bit more in that fight. I don't think he could just put pressure on Ugas and uh, expect to, you know, take him out of his game. I think that's where he wants. So are you are going to try to... Fight him on movement would probably make the most sense, especially because you guys are so planted, and I don't think you want to fight him planted, which Pacquiao basically did. We got a UFC card that night. Calvin Gastelum versus Jared Cannonier. And that fight played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. Cannonier just does more. And Gastelum is slowing down a little bit. It's a tad bit, it's tad bit. He gets motivated for some fights, and he was motivated for this fight. He came in ready for this fight, his legs were better this fight. But he's not good enough boxing-wise, and he doesn't have the attributes as far as speed and power enough to where he could just rely on that to win fights. It's not enough. And Kennanier was more balanced. It took him less movement to get his shots off. He brought way more weapons. And I'm not, you know, a fan of necessarily a guy that could do more things is better. I think you just have to be great at the one things you do. I don't think Aslam is great at the things he does. I don't think he's great at boxing. I think he's very good. There are moments he showed, you know, glimpses, right, of reaching that thing. But I think he's slowing down a little bit. I don't think he's in the best shape as he once was. And I think that now it's getting exposed. He doesn't have the the greatest power. He doesn't have the greatest speed. His body is kind of limited on the range he can get. He bounces a lot, so it kind of like... You can read the rhythm after a while. You know he has to attack off the bounce. And Jerry Candier didn't have to do a lot of that. He was more crisp, more precise. Less movement, less fluff to his game. And he got the knockdown. It was a close fight. It wasn't a one-sided fight at all. But that's kind of like what these fights look like when you're starting to get away... The pack's starting to get away from you. And Calvin Gaston has lost... I believe six of the last seven... And they've been all against good competition. But it doesn't matter. The It's getting ahead of them now. They're all getting ahead of them. And what did I say? That Kenner gets this win. He's right there for a title shot. Even though he just lost. Because Israel Adesanya is so damn good. He's going to be start searching for opponents. And gets to the point at middleweight where he's going to start searching for opponents. And you just kind of have to stay relevant until he gets to you. Kenner looks sharp. But he's also, you know... 36 37 years old. So he's kind of have to get it now better than other than waiting. So it's interesting. He's in an interesting spot of when does Adesanya get to him? Who does he have to fight while waiting? Darren Till versus Brunson is gonna decide a lot of that. And I think they want to give Darren Till a title shot. Sean Strickland versus um What the hell is who the hell is Sean Strickland fighting? Um Luke Rockhold they wouldn't mind giving one of those guys title shots. Rocco, you know, Rocco can easily get it being a previous name, previous champ. If he could beat a guy up and coming like Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland wins. He's a guy that hasn't, you know, looks like he's on a, looks like he could stand and bang. He's on a win streak. He's a new name, new face. The UFC's going to like that. Not a guy that, you know, out of time he's beat or not a guy that's lost to one of the top guys already. Darren Till beats Brunson. It's, it makes a lot of sense for him to be the fight. He's kind of a name. So Kenyar's in a weird spot, but he just has, to, it's just surviving enough till Adasani gets to you. And I think, I think Kenyar's an interesting matchup for Adesanya. I really do. He's strong. He's sturdy. He's got the weapons. He's, um, he's got good power. He's experienced. He's, he's ready to go to war. I think he's a good fight. I think that's a good fight for Adesanya. Of course, I would favor Adasani in that fight, but I still think it's an interesting matchup. But who does he get matched up with next? How long is the wait? You know, I got a bunch of guys that are trying to make the most interesting matchup, possibly for Adesanya. But you could tell he's going through the same guys again. He's fighting Whitaker again. So he's recycling opponents. And opponents that he beat pretty easily. That was a good fight. It wasn't a bad fight. I just don't think Gaslam is in a spot to beat top level competition now at middleweight. Is there a chance we see him go to 205? That's usually what happens at this point, right? The guy can't, you know, he's losing out there. Now maybe he says, ah, maybe i was cutting too much weight. Maybe my speed will be a little better, the higher weights. Maybe, you know, a fresh start. And the guy goes up. Usually not with a lot of success. But I would imagine if the UFC keeps him, that's probably the next turn for Gasol. Just an interesting weekend for fights. The outcomes, especially in boxing, it changed the whole way we were seeing it. Especially the delay of Earl Spence not being in the fight with Pacquiao. Because you would have to think that Earl Spence wins this fight, sets up a fight with Crawford next year. But now Earl Spence not in the fight. You guys wins. Now he's got this fight with you guys. It's like, okay, does Crawford fight Porter? If he wins that, where does he go? Does he sign with PBC? And then does he fight Thurman? Does he it it changes all the whole landscape of the fights? I think boxing and MMA are like the most interesting sports to cover because it's so many moving parts. In the NBA, you have an off-season, but once offseason is done, it's done. Right? Then you just get ready for the you get training camp, you get the season on. NFL, same thing. But fighting, it's like it's A roller coaster ride, it really is. It's a roller coaster ride. Now we're going into you know, you got Jake Paul this weekend, like I told you, I'll hit that one hard. We got Dante Wilder, Tyson Fury, we got Canelo, Caleb Blant. You got all these things, right? You got MMA, you're still gonna have um, we got Volkanowski versus Brian Ortega, interesting fight. You got what's gonna happen with the heavyweights, right? it has gone and Nagano gonna fight. Uh, what's John Jones gonna do? It, all these things. It's like so many damn moving parts. And the thing you just it's one of the mo- most beautiful sports covers because it always has something to talk about. And credit to boxing for stealing the headlines a lot of the times this year. And I think the UFC is I know the success of the money. I'm not here to talk about the money, because the money's going good. It's it's flowing in. But a lot of the headlines they got have been over fighters' pay, right? And that's not going to stop and I don't think that's going to change the way they get paid. But there hasn't been a lot of headlines over their fights. And the the you know the rumors are that gone and Lewis didn't sell well. And it, it's just baffling to me that they kind of waste guys like Nate Diaz. John Jones, and they're not getting the headlines that they should be getting, right? For mega fights, interesting stories. I don't think they have the most interesting stories. Like, I don't think Usman or Covington is that big of a fight that, you know, it's going to compete with Canelo Alvarez and Plant. I don't believe so. And if that's our idea of mega fights now, it's a good fight. It's not a mega fight. Those aren't mega names. That's the level of Pacquiao Canelo. And I think UFC did that to themselves. And I, I think that's the, maybe their business model. They want to pay the, the guys the lease and get the, you know, guarantee return. But headlines are important. And I just don't think that I've had enough positive headlines from MMA as far as just talking matchups, talking interesting stories like that. It's always fighters pay what I'm hearing. It's always, you know, uh, political views that... I just want to. I think they need to get away from that. They need to get some interesting matches where people are getting excited, and I don't think they've had those mega matchups a lot this year. Thank you guys for listening. It's been the Ezra Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, the Straight to Video Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Ezra Podcast. Listen to my YouTube account, Straight to Video Podcast. I'll have another one, new a new one out this week. I don't think I got one out last week. just wasn't feeling the last week. You know, sometimes the stories come to me and then sometimes they don't. But I'll be having another one of these this week, getting us ready for Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Thank you guys for listening.